0: hey, you get the clap and then you can, there's the edit.
1: This is also the weekend where many Twitter folk are not at work. So they're not (laughs) holding up the system and there's going to be lots of tweets going on about various things. We're all eagerly awaiting to see how that turns out. Yeah, the old Twitter. I think
0: I might uh, I might go back on. Just to
1: watch it burn? I don't think
0: it's going to burn. <laughs> I think it'll kind of find its equilibrium or whatever. Just whenever something like this happens, just I think people get mad and they throw hissy fit and then they'll find new employees. People like money, so they'll find other people to go work there.
1: People just that like are willing other... to work 80 hours a week and sleep at the job? Well, I don't know, if I don't they're know find that that. Many. But, they have no, to work at high-intensity, long hours. Is right? that what they're asking them? Yes, he was asking them. if you, if you Basically, he said, if you can't go balls to the wall, go home. So they did. He expects people to work at high intensity for long hours. Mm. That was his ask. He said, if you're in, click yes. <laughs> and then they didn't. They didn't click yes. Most of them didn't. Apparently, a lot of the people that did have work visas, etc., and can't just quit their jobs. Because oh, that were, sucks, you know, so there's a percentage of people that or or for other reasons you know can't afford to quit their jobs. It might not all be musk's fault, though you know how it is when companies get complacent and everybody's you know Twitter's been around long enough that there's some complacency happening. I'm sure
0: well, I'm not on there, but I know that it has been they've been firing people or people have been leaving for I don't know what it is two weeks now or something like this and it's still functioning it's on and it's running it's um, it's
1: not functioning well though like today it comes out that someone has tweeted the entire movie the fast and the furious in 2 minute chunks the entire movie and the typical method of this getting shut down is there would be a copyright programming method that would blank out the video and say this content is not available due to copyright reasons but apparently because Uh, So many people are not available to be working there right now. They had to go in and manually delete the entire account or put the entire account on hold to solve the problem. And the last I was reading, there was another movie. I can't remember what the movie is now. But anyways, another movie is also being tweeted. Hackers. Hackers is being tweeted, I think. Oh, Hackers. Two minute increments. The entire movie. So this is obviously... These kind of things are happening, and somebody was supposing that unless they can plug the hole that this is going through soon, somebody's gonna put up a Disney movie and then all hell's gonna break loose. So
0: <laughs> Is that the point where hell freezes over? That when that's Disney where
1: That's that's the point where lawyers become very active. In Disney a, is in a like the
0: Sansa Stark of companies. You can You can trash all other companies, but as soon as you touch the sense historic of companies, everyone is going to freak out.
1: That's right. Oh boy. Can't mess with Disney. So anyways, I don't know if that's still ongoing or what, but, and then there was that hacker that was projecting or that person that was projecting words on the side of the, of the uh, Twitter building. Did you see that? I saw that space Karen. Yeah. Space Karen. And I was pretty happy with (laughs) the, with the, with the title space Karen, it could be applied. It's pretty funny.
0: I think, I think Karen's getting a little hackneyed, though. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I think it's kind of seen its day. And, you know, I've known some nice Karens,
1: like people whose name's actually Karen. I've only met, ever Karen. met one Karen. And I'm not a fan, but not for those reasons. Not the same reasons as... It. I had an apprentice named Karen, and she was really nice. I just He's,
0: feel bad because now her name's a meme. It's got to be rough yeah if your I name is Elon that... right now, you're probably going through
1: some rough times too
0: how many elons are out
1: there I wonder I don't know like is I that, bet really that there's popular... a lot of little babies right now whose first name is Elon yeah yeah
0: he's got a lot of
1: what
0: what's the internet lingo for this he's got a lot of stands yeah there's a lot of Elon stands running around like Tesla stands Elon stands a lot of uh a lot of elon diehards
1: would you buy is the situation would i buy one no yeah no no not because of any of the reasons anybody else thinks it just i pat while i'm driving down i have a little bit of a commute every day and every day i get passed by this tesla who's moving at high speed so i'm doing the speed limit which in that locale is 120 kilometers an hour which is high high for canada Mm -hmm. This Tesla yeah. whips pie by me going up a hill a lot. So obviously the vehicle is capable and it is an hour long drive. So it is capable of doing that drive r- repeatedly, but it just looks like a rolling piece of crap. Like it looks cheap. So there's something about the way it bounces. I don't know. There's, it just doesn't look appealing whatsoever to me. I've rode in one and I was
0: pretty impressed. It has all of its weight in the battery on the bottom so they handle really well because they've got all that weight down down low right Mm -hmm. but you're right the inside stuff the plastic and the finishes i think are kind of chintzy they're they're cheap they can be you can see it you can see it from 30 feet away that it looks cheap yeah i think it depends on what what model you get and and all that stuff and i i really don't like like i think i looked into it before or I don't think I looked into what I did and there's like different grades of access that you can get. So you buy your car. Like right now I have a truck and my truck has, I don't know, an 86 liter tank or something like this. Right. And there's nothing I have to do to access all 86 liters of my tank and the amount Mm -hmm. of driving I can do with that. Right. But on a Tesla, like there's a software, thing that you can unlock and then you can get more mileage miraculously it's like the battery is scaled back and if you pay them a certain amount then you i don't know if it's like 10 grand or five grand extra or something like that then you get the full capacity of the battery in the full range unlocked it's like an extra 150k or something
1: which seems yeah, and that's that's seems ridiculous and just low seems like a like a low thing to do that'd be The same as if you could buy a coffee cup, which was totally capable of holding, you know, the equivalent of a large coffee, but there's a plastic thing in the bottom of it that blocks half of the cup. But if you pay extra, they'll take it out and you can't take it out yourself. Yeah. Like just an artificial blockage in the coffee cup that reduces it to, you know, (laughs) instead of a large, it's a small or a medium. It doesn't, it's... It's an artificially designed way to screw you out of more money. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't think it's a
0: really, like if you're buying something, buy. give me the shit. I want the whole piece of shit, whatever piece of shit I'm buying. Give me the whole thing, not three quarters of it.
1: Be Come like on, it, you if, you it. Went to, if you went to see Black Adam in the theater, but you could only watch three quarters of the movie unless you paid the upgraded price to get the ending.
0: Holy shit, Tim. Did you just segue? Maybe. (laughs) That was the best segue ever. I like it. Well, you saw Black Adam. I did. And I saw Black Adam. I broke my superhero movie
1: moratorium for this movie. Did did you know that? I think I, I think you did mention that you were gonna avoid superhero movies and focus more on other things.
0: I have. I have been doing that. And it's been it's been emotionally rewarding, I'd say. For Black Adam, I did break my superhero moratorium and I think later on when we get into spoilers I'll be able to articulate why I did that and maybe you'll understand my obsession with with certain things but it's been a trying time for the DC universe Tim it's
1: mostly self-inflicted but yes it's been very trying
0: yeah I I would agree I mean the last 10 years have been a funny ride you know if you're a comic book movie fan and a comic book movie guy as I'm, we all are and I'm sure lots of people listening to this are Listen, we're, we've said this before and I'll say it again. If you like DC Comics and the DC Comics heroes, that's awesome. And if you like Marvel Comics and the Marvel Comics heroes, that's awesome. And if you like more one more than the other, also fantastic. And if you like both, as I do, also fantastic. I like to see all these stories and all these characters kind of brought to life on the big screen. And I'd really like it if they could all share that space and succeed and stuff like this. And when you look online, it's like anything. It's a big shit cloud, and everyone barks back and forth, and it's like it's a 0 sum game, and one has to be better than the other ones, and I don't buy into that stuff. Unfortunately, I think the studio did. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, my thoughts on what's going on at DC, maybe they fixed it now, but I don't feel like they at all cared about what any actual fans or comic book you know old school comic book readers cared about i think they were just on their own little mission of who knows what all the time because if they were in it for the fans they would build a consecutive universe that somehow made some sort of sense mhm instead of just oh no well we're going to re no no not not that batman uh we're going to use a new batman oh no wait we don't like that batman we're going to use a new batman oh wait we are yet again going to rebuild Batman from the beginning. And now we also have the Joker and the Batman in some other universes that we don't even know if they're connected to those universes. Wait, we're going to focus on the Batman again. They never get past that stage. They, they keep initially starting in their own. They keep making it their own instead of moving on to what anybody else might care about over and over.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think what's happening is that this studio in particular has seen a a large amount of success with one character, and that is good old Batman. Everyone loves Batman, right? They've seen tons of success with him. So they know what to do with that guy over and over again. They know how to make him work. And I think in my lifetime, how many Batmans have we seen? We've seen the Michael Keaton one. We've seen the uh, Christian Bale one. We've seen the Ben Affleck one, and now we have the Robert Pattinson Batman. So we've had, I don't know, four Batmans in, say, 40 years, 30 years, something like that. And each one of them is good in its own right and pretty good. But we haven't seen a whole lot of other characters in this whole DC universe kind of get pushed out to audiences other than Superman, which they've mishandled several times. I don't know how you... We've talked about I think we've talked about Superman returns before. The one where he's a yeah. creepy weirdo flying around at Lois Lane's house, like peering in her windows.
1: Yeah, they've definitely mishandled that. They have tried to handle some super villains a couple times. Yeah. Uh
0: they yeah. absolutely knocked Wonder Woman, I think, out of the park with the first movie. Uh the second one not so much. Yeah, I would agree. And and, and she had a pretty good turn in Zack Snyder's Justice League, not that's wiped out of
1: existence now. That was the only problem.
0: Well, that's the basically, thing is, yeah. So here I'm going to bring up. This is a character, a, a DC Comics character, and it's one that I like, and it hasn't really been explored yet. So his name is Booster Gold, and there's a few different yes. variations of Booster Gold. Do you know Booster Gold? I know a little bit about Booster Gold. So the version I like of Booster Gold was the one from the cartoons where he was this guy who was in the future. He gets uh, superpowers and he's able to travel back in time with his little guy Skeets or whatever and uh, join up as a superhero in the 21st century where he's going to be awesome. And Skeets is broadcasting all of his exploits in the past to an audience in the future. He's a cool character. He's kind of got that, if you like the Deadpool vibe, like that funny kind of jokey Fun-loving kind of hero guy. He's kind of got that going. He's a cool hero that no one's really explored. It's um, also
1: like the Human Torch in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's and he's a fan favorite. Like if you've been reading, yeah. if you've been reading the the DC comic stuff and watching the cartoons, he's he's a guy that just whenever you see him, it's he's just a funny character. And and he mm-hmm. he plays well on screen because he's a screen character. Like he's a he's that kind of guy, right? They've got a whole host of characters. I don't know if you yeah. ever watched the Justice League cartoon. I didn't watch it.
1: They they have they have so many things they could do. One of the problems I find with DC is they'll introduce somebody just to kill them all the time. And I want to get into that later. You know, they'll take a big character and then go, here he is, but no, he's not here anymore. Thanks for showing up. You know, I don't understand why they would ever want to do that. It's well it's beyond my capabilities to figure out what the benefit is to killing off characters the moment that you introduce them. But anyway, they have other characters. They have lots of interesting characters like Ambush Bug, for instance. Ambush Bug. Tell me about Ambush yeah. Bug. Well, I can't remember a lot of about him right now, but he's he's more of a goofball and not, not much of a hero. You know, Erwin Schwab. Mental problems that prevent him from truly understanding reality around him, so even his true identity might might be no more than a delusion on his part. He's more along the comedy kind of intentionally silly person, so I don't know. He's been in a few miniseries and things like that. There's all kinds of ways they can go besides just, me strong, me smash you.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's a disconnect between what happens in the comic book world, which is fun and interesting. And the people who have been writing those, I haven't really been reading them lately, but the people who I've known have been writing those really have a handle on who the characters are, what they're, how they work in and out of the stories, how they relate to other people. And I don't think that that's coming through on the screen or has been in the past. I mean, I think they've certainly got the look of things right. And right now it seems to me that what's happening with all the troubles that they're having with getting these properties moving, is that they have the look of the characters right, and I think they're leaning into what Zack Snyder had done, building up everyone. They look great. They kind of for all intents and purposes, they're, they're exactly what you see in the comic books, but the stories are I don't know, they're not jiving with people. Was it you who I was having the comic book discussion about, like one being darker than the other? Well, not well, the sure. Text? I think so. Maybe it might have it might have been like a, and that surprised me because you know I've never found like if you think about the character Superman, he's not a dark character at all, or he hasn't been until recently. And they put him in these kind of situations where there's like alternate futures, and he's Lois Lane's been killed, and he turns into a freaking what do you, whatever you call it, like some sort of dictator, superpowered Earth-killing dictator guy. And that's not that's like a storyline, like a a storyline that was like an offshoot storyline that kind of gained popularity but that's not the character and he's not a dark character. The Flash isn't a dark character, Green Arrow isn't a dark character, Martian Manhunter not a dark character, Hawkman, Hawk Girl, not anything inherently dark about them. Just the only one really is Batman and maybe a couple other things but a couple other characters associated with him. But there's a light and fluffy stuff in there that's kind of fun and that that's not shining through. And I think as I was saying before, they just have a disconnect, and you're right, like, how they handle the characters and brings people in to kill them off is just kind of bent, and I don't really know what they're playing at, but I have a feeling that they should get more of the people who are making the comic books involved in the
1: making of the movies, at least story-wise. Yeah, I, I think one of the things with them killing characters off so fast is they don't have any fo- they don't have any future, they're not looking forward to the future. They're, not, they're never trying to build on their work. And that's why they keep throwing Batman away and starting over too. Is they're not interested in a continuity. You no. know, if you look at X-Files, for instance, you have the same characters throughout the entire show to a degree. Sure, people die a lot, but none of them are integral to the story for they might die after a season or whatever. But the main characters are always there and they don't change. And that's one of the reasons that everybody loved the X-Files. If they changed Mulder every every season or every five episodes to a new Mulder and had to start over it back at the office at the FBI to explain who this new guy is all the time, we would have never watched it. No. So if they want yeah. to become successful like Marvel, they need to stop restarting and start making a big story of some sort. That's been proven out that it works. Right.
0: Yeah. Or I think, I don't know what they want to, Angle at if they want to have that connected universe, but right now they have a serious, serious problem if they want to achieve that because they've got their biggest successes right now are the recent movie, the Batman and Aquaman is also successful. Wonder Woman, uh, it kind of uh, depends on how you consider it to be a success because the last one didn't really have any box office numbers at all. It wasn't released in the theater. And the Joker movie, that's their main successes right now that they have to lean on. And all three of those properties, Aquaman, the Batman, and the Joker, are not playing in the same universe at all. So how do you handle that?
1: Well, and that's what's confusing is that the entire concept of DC Comics is a connected universe. Yeah, that's, that's what the entire concept. Fun. Yeah. So both, why would you both. not go with that? It doesn't
0: make any sense whatsoever. No, I, so I don't know if you're following now, but they've recently got, they've uh secured James Gunn as the new head of the DC universe. So he's going to be running mm-hmm. the whole thing. I don't know how you feel about James Gunn. I don't mind James
1: Gunn. He's probably, if they have one person in charge of all the things for more than a year that is interested in making, you know, things grow, then maybe things will change. Well, I guess we'll see. But I guess back to Black Adam, that one was produced by the previous people correct like it was it was the whole brainchild of uh the rock and the previous establishment so yeah there was
0: a fellow there named walter Hamada, and uh i guess he was kind of like the brick wall so there's a little bit if we once we get into the spoiler point there was a big fight that happened in for black adam over one moment of the movie that's in the end credit scene i think we'll we'll kind of more tackle that when we tackle the spoilers but I don't know. What do you think? Are you a big Dwayne Johnson fan?
1: I like Dwayne Johnson. I don't I, mind. I, uh, I can respect any guy that shaves his head. First of all, <laughs> let's just start with that. He's he's definitely he's a workaholic. Like he's he's hardcore into what he loves doing, and he'll put everything into it. Yeah. Uh, as far as his roles in movies, I've I've watched many. Many movies with The Rock in it, and I've liked almost all of them. So, you know, there's always issues with with every with every uh, different kind of genre. Mm-hmm. But like overall, I thought he did a good a uh, good job in this movie in specific.
0: Oh, he was one of the best things about this movie, yeah. I think.
1: You know, you got to show up and see what The Rock's got cooking.
0: <laughs> Off the hop, I guess we'll go. We'll start with the positive, Tim. What did you like about Black Adam?
1: I like the concept of, of the characters and the way that they, that they portrayed their appearances and their abilities. I, I appreciated, it. Uh, you know, they seem to be of the, of the ones that were, let's say, canon characters. They seem to be matching fairly well mm-hmm. with what they should have been. Didn't really like the plot. So we'll go into that right now. <laughs>
0: No, I think we're probably going to have a
1: a couple of rants about that. Some of the action scenes were great. The general idea behind the entire thing was good. Yeah, I've run out of things that I loved about it.
0: Yeah, well, I'll 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 agree with you. I really like the action scenes. I think they've really found a uh, a great way of visualizing kind of like that. His powers are kind of similar to Superman or Shazam. He's got that speed, the power, the flying, you know, I guess uh, the difference is he, he could shoot cool ass lightning bolts out of his fists and stuff, yeah. whereas Superman's got the heat vision, but he looked cool. Like he, he was a cool looking superhero, I guess. Uh, D- Dr. Fate. I've, I've always been a Dr. Fate fan. Mm-hmm. He looked really great. I liked Pierce Brosnan in the role. I thought that he was one of the better parts. He brought a little bit of distinguishment, I guess, to this movie that was pretty much full of cartoony, outlandish silliness. And he, whenever he was there, there was kind of like a little bit of a gravitas around, you know, having a silver-haired James Bond in your movie. So yeah. I, I kind of like that. I like the setting. I like that it wasn't just... Uh, set in you know generic american city or something like this it, it kind of had a cool i guess middle north african middle eastern kind of vibe to it which was different it didn't all you know just take place in some other place and everyone's just running around going oh look out he's going to crash into starbucks yeah the, the sets were good they were yeah some of the characters i liked i i, I kind of liked adam smasher he was all right
1: and then there was another... I assume character. that he is the same character as the, the Atom. No. This
0: is a different nope. guy. Uh, Adam. Nope. This is Adam Smasher. He's a, a different hey.
1: dude. Yeah, the choices of uh, backup characters there didn't make much sense to me because we've never heard of them and, and we have no reason <laughs> to care.
0: Yeah, right? I, I think uh, his character in particular they gave you, he was kind of fun like I liked when he, he, yep. got, he got... You see him get knocked out at one point and you're kind of feeling for him because he he kind of, uh, I don't know, he he seems like an innocent guy. And his uncle is the Fawns, which I thought was really weird. Mm-hmm. The, the Fawns gave him this cool superhero outfit. So the Fonz,
1: I guess, was the original Atom Smasher. So now doesn't the Atom have pretty much the same powers, though? Can't well, he shrink down, for instance, and have all the weight of a giant thing and grow big and...
0: I know that he is the shrinky guy. He shrinks and he can do shrinky stuff. He's more like uh, Ant-Man with only the ant part. I don't know that he can get bigger. He's, he's the guy who, he just shrinks and he can go into whatever's down there when you shrink down infinitesimally or whatever the word would be. I don't know that he grows. I, that's more Adam Smasher. And then there's also, I believe, Captain Adam is a DC character that's pretty awesome. So there's all these Adam based characters that gets a little bit tricky but they're all fun in their own right none of them show up in this movie yes look can we get into spoilers yet well yes tim i'm gonna hit the button right now <laughs> now we're in spoilers tim it's safe to talk hey. about whatever you like
1: Perfect, so with these characters uh, say say you're a newbie to this universe and you don't know who Adam smasher or or even Hawkman is why should we care about them whatsoever if we don't even know anything about them or have any sort of reasons to
0: well this is getting into the problems that I find with the whole DC universe as it has been already they're trying to speed run up to this shared universe and they're trying to get their they're trying to skip a bunch of steps along the way. And when it happens, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't, it doesn't give you anything to kind of hang on to and, and, and get to like before they bring it out to you. You're a hundred percent right. And this reminds me of like what, how they introduced these characters in this movie was more or less how they introduced everything in Batman V Superman. It was hurry. It was slapdash. It was, it was, Hey man, we gotta get this shit on the screen as fast as possible. I don't care if your movie's three hours and it feels bloated. Like just fucking put it out there and see what happens. Mm. Like it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know? That's more or less with the conversation that I hear going into this. And it's a tough watch, man. It makes a tough, it makes a tough movie to watch.
1: Because oh. they pound everything in so fast and they never stop moving for the entire movie. It's just go, 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 go. Like there's no connection built between any of the characters even when you get to whether black adam should give a shit about the boy like they talk for 15 seconds now while they did the 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 one of the major conversations between the two black adam used flying in an entirely different way than anybody else by gently gliding down in between the stairs showing that flight isn't you know the ability to basically have anti-gravity is underused by most characters He fully used it, but they were having one of the, one of the, well, I guess one of the few conversations between characters that would give us any reason to have, you know, connections between them while they were doing that action scene. Instead of there being any break, it was just fight for the whole movie. So, yeah, now we still don't really know much about these characters, the ones that lived.
0: No, (laughs) that's, that's just it. Like, I, I kind of was reading uh, someone's opinion about this the other day, and I'd, I'd have to agree with it. Like, when you think back on how this, how, how we got to Black Adam, uh, Marvel movies, you can't help but compare the two. And when it came to the Marvel movies, you had all this stuff. You had the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton, which was pretty, it was kind of a rough watch, but it had its good moments. You had the first Iron Man movie. You had Captain America, the first Avenger, which is kind of a rough watch. If you go back and watch that movie again, it's clunky and it's it kind of is hurried out. And then you had the Thor movie, which was kind of clunky and the first one. And the second one was also kind of clunky. You had some missteps along the way to the big Avengers movie. And then after that movie, you had some other kind of clunky missteps, but they just kept going. And this one here, it's always like if they have a misstep, which you could consider to be Batman v Superman, or that that would be, even though that was a, a box office hit, you know, they didn't lean into what they did there. They just they tried to take it in a different direction. It, mm-hmm. it came off as bad, and then you wind you wind up at Black Adam here too, where you're in the situation where they're just ramming these new characters at you. Which has worked for things like the Suicide Squad, if you've watched that, but it's a totally different kind of uh, the movie works in a totally different kind of way. Like you get enough time to see to to get to know what you need to about those characters yeah. because they're throwaway, like they're they're disposable. That's the point of the whole thing. That's what makes it fun, right? But this one here, it's not really it's not really leaning into that uh, hard R rated thing that that the DC movies have been doing. So you can't really. Yeah, I I don't know. I I agree. It was frustrating. And the the thing I found frustrating with this story, too, is at a certain point, uh, you know, you get to the point where Black Adam has this epiphany that he's a sack of shit and he needs to go and be put into some containment facility. So he says the magic word. He changes back into his 75% of how awesome he was in the first place. And then they put him in some little thing and then they got to go get him out about five minutes later.
1: Yeah. And there was no, the, the whole thing about him going to jail, it didn't feel, it seemed like that, that was like the ending. That was like an ending. And then they, oh, but wait, that's not the ending. Like they, they didn't follow story structure whatsoever. No, they didn't go just a, first act, second act, third act, or, or you know, we're all used, to, we're all trained to expect stories to be a certain way. And maybe it's even built upon the way the biology of human brains, right? So to not follow it makes it weird. Yeah, there's instances where people break that
0: or they fudge that three act movie structure in a way that it doesn't feel like you're watching a three act movie. But this one here. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, it's jarring when you see it done poorly. And this one did it poorly. Like, you're right. The movie should have ended there and should have, uh, the Batman had the same problem. I think it had a natural ending and then it kept going mm-hmm. into some other thing.
1: And that's, uh, that was maybe, my biggest problem with that movie was they canceled the ending in order to have something stupid happen. Yeah.
0: With this one, with Black Adam.
1: With both of them. With Batman yeah. and with, uh, with Black Adam. So yeah, and but, that, that leads to what the stupid thing that happened is, is one of the characters was basically unstoppable in a way, Dr. Fate. But I guess he had a death wish because he just let himself get off.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't really understand that part either. And you know what the other thing too is, is, well, you know, the, the actual by the time the villain rolls around in this movie which is, uh, I can't, Jesus, I can't even remember. It's basically Satan, right? Yeah.
1: He's basically going to bring hell on earth, which didn't really seem to be that scary even by that point, because we had no reason to fear it. Now, uh, one (laughs) of the guys
0: who's chasing down the, uh, I can't remember what MacGuffin they're going for there. They have, oh, it's like a crown, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's the crown.
0: So Buddy there gets the MacGuffin, he gets the crown, and it he basically changes into Satan, starts walking around doing all this cool shit. But by the time he kind of gets that, it's already late in the game. And you're like, well, who's this asshole? And, and it's just some new guy walking in. All of a sudden, you don't really associate him with the guy he was before, because he's totally looks different, totally acts different. He's still villainous or whatever, but he's just... So that that's the reason they have to go back and get... Black Adam out of his containment pod in the suicide squad jail. I don't know. It just by by point.
1: Didn't the Justice Society lean on Superman at that point?
0: Rather than a villain? Yeah, well, see, this is the thing though, is they've painted themselves into a corner where each one of these movies is kind of insular. And at this point here, so this is the big (laughs) fight. So now we're into full spoiler territory. I'm going to describe the only reason I went to see this movie is because I knew there was a scene where they bring Superman back and it's Henry Cavill, my favorite Superman. Well, besides Christopher Reeve, but my favorite functioning Superman right now, he's the best we got. And I think he's great. So I was pretty happy to see that they brought him back in this movie. Now, Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill I believe have a relationship in real life. And that's that Dwayne Johnson's ex-wife is Henry Cavill's agent. And he's been fighting to bring Superman, Henry Cavill back into this universe since they started making the black Adam movie Mm -hmm. about five or six years ago. And I think he's a great Superman. I don't think there's anything wrong with how he portrays the character. I think he should stay Superman for however long he wants to play it. And that's the only reason I went to see this movie, but they can't bring him into this movie because there was like, disputes over the people who made the movie the the previous establishment about using that version of the character and they were dead set against it and they've actually gone out of their way in all the other properties that they haven't had come out yet to make sure that he's not the version of the character that everyone sees which i think is a giant jackass mistake Mm -hmm. it just is he looks great as a character people like him like the people who like these movies like him as the character. Nobody, I've never heard any complaint about like, ah, that guy sucks as Superman. Everything, everyone I've talked to has been like, that guy's the shit. But. Like yeah, him
1: in anything. They'll watch things just for him. They will, yeah. They'll watch it.
0: Like he, the Witcher, I know that, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that show, but everyone loves him in that show. He's just great. He was great in the Mission Impossible stuff. He's a really competent actor and he loves playing Superman. I know he does. He's he's thrilled about it. After the, after the big, Scene came out. He put up a big post about it. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do yet. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I reserve the right to hate it as a big Superman fan. But I I was happy to see him in the suit just kind of for five seconds in the show, show up and do a Superman thing. But you're right. Like it is kind of, it's fucked up. Like they can't, they have this like Satan world ending guy come in and they can't bring in superman they can't bring in wonder woman they can't they're just bringing in all these other dudes that you haven't seen before here's junior guy who can grow really big and a lady who can slow motion and turn purple and green and shit i don't know
1: well, there's wind of,
0: involved yeah there's wind i slow think. motion wind yeah yeah so
1: and the, the whole world ending thing so can we stop having the world ending all the time because it's 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 jumped the ship or jumped the shark we don't care nobody cares anymore the world's always ending It'll never stop ending all the time. We need to have some sort of stories that don't involve the world ending. Like, can it be about the characters and their struggles for a change instead of always, oh, and if we don't win, the entire world will end. The devil will get everything. And these demons we don't know anything about whatsoever are going to take over and everything will turn into fire. It doesn't need to go there in order to be interesting.
0: Well, I just got to say this movie does jump the shark, Tim. And you know what? There was a sign. There was a sign that this movie was going to jump the shark because the original shark jumper is in this yeah. movie.
1: That's a good point. Good point there. <laughs>
0: Which is Fonzie. Yeah. It, you're right. of that. It's, it gets kind of tedious. Like, I think even the threat of that being implied, for example, I don't know if you, did we even, did we do a, suicide, the, the, a show for the Suicide Squad? I can't remember.
1: No, we haven't.
0: No, we didn't do it. I think it was uh, that was like the moratorium on superhero shit. Yeah. That was when that hit. But I did watch it, and they have kind of like a threat in there that if it grew bigger could be a world ending threat. But it's never like, holy shit, man, we got to stop this thing or it's going to end the world or something. You, do, you don't get that vibe from it. But if it would get, you know, it has the potential to be that, but it just doesn't feel like they're beating you over the head with that club.
1: Yeah, they didn't actually go there in that movie. You're right. And most things don't. For instance, sure, in the current world, we have the threat of potential nuclear war. But things are happening around the world that are terrible, but just terrible in those spots. Like, sure, there's overflow, but each one of these things isn't going to instantaneously end the world in about 15 minutes. No. So movies need to reflect reality in some way you would think or otherwise they become uninteresting especially if they keep doing the same plot trick over and over and over again
0: yeah i don't know i just find that when it comes to this it just really looks like when you're looking at a lot of these superhero movies right now it's more money based than it is creative based and i think people are starting to realize that because everything has to be a big splash. Everything has to be the most outlandish version of what you could possibly show people. And it doesn't, you're right. It doesn't always have to be that, but they're chasing a a giant dollar. Now go ahead. You were, you're in the middle of a thought. Well,
1: I was thinking about, I lost my thought on that.
0: Well, how about this, Tim? What do you think the audience fatigue is for superhero movies right now?
1: I think it's getting up there. Yeah. Like you want to talk about Hawkman a little bit and why he totally bores me in this movie. Oh, let's just let's um, just cream Hawkman. Let's just cream Hawkman. So Hawkman, me fight good. You bad man. Me make you sorry is all I can think. Yeah. You're tough. Wow. Punch him a few more times. Get out <laughs> your mace. Let's smash each other around. Let's break everything around us because I'm a dick. That's all I can think. Like, What is the point of this character? Like, Hawkman has always been a tough guy. Yeah. And he's always been unbending on his morals, etc., in the comics. But he was never just totally a jackass for no reason that I recall. Like, long past the point where they need to be fighting, they're still fighting constantly. And it's all him. Like, he's always, sure, The Rock is going to stand up to him. But, you know, he's not picking the fight.
0: You know, all of the things that I disliked about hawkman the most were his like whenever adam smasher did something remotely dumb he was always like pointing at him going you talk about this later there was like this running joke in there and it just was like the dumbest <laughs> yeah. fucking thing i've ever seen in my life i have no idea like why do you hate this kid so much you're just a prick like this guy's just an asshole yeah. and I would have rather seen him get killed than Dr. Fate. If I was Dr. Fate, I'd just be like, I'm just going to let this play out here. (laughs) And that's the thing
1: is so Dr. Fate is is torn up because his best friend, Hawkman, is going to die. He's seeing these visions of what's going to happen. And the only way around that is for him to sacrifice himself. And that's because Hawkman should have died. He should have walked up, mouthed off, and got wasted. But instead, you know, the, the more intelligent and useful member of the team killed himself instead to save him. And that's, I don't know, you do things for your friends, but I think I would have to back off if I was Dr. Fate there and say, you know what? You made your bed. So you better lie down and get wasted by the demon. Well, there is even know. an opening in the story for
0: someone to kind of pick up the helmet of Dr. Fate. And it's like, chooses its next carrier or whatever, and put the helmet on and just do their own thing, their own Dr. Fatey kind mm-hmm. of thing. So even that's kind of like a soft character death moment i guess i don't know i don't know how you describe well, it but
1: re- sort of yeah I, I i know what you mean but i i don't i just don't see that dr fate would do that
0: no i i actually think it would be more interesting if they leaned into that sort of thing and he saw and he went to make the big sacrifice and it didn't work anyway and this and 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 his friend he had to watch his friend die that would have been better off that would have been better than you know uh, or
1: if later after after he died he saw or he saw a vision of after he died and Hawkman later went into a store and was rude to somebody in customer service that would have been even better he's like nope forget it you're a jackass <laughs> they didn't leave
0: enough room in his in his latte for extra cream so yeah he just, he just went in and pissed all over the walls in yeah. the Starbucks bathroom
1: brings yeah. out his mace and <laughs> smashes the front door
0: <laughs> yeah. doctor fate was like we can't have yeah. this You're going to die.
1: Hawkman, Hawkman, the new space Karen.
0: (laughs) He was (laughs) kind of Karen-y. He was, yeah, I don't know. I just, it was kind of funky. So what did you think of the uh, big Superman reveal? Did you stay long enough in the theater to catch it?
1: Yeah, we stayed. I I did a quick search because even though Marvel started it, I figured maybe there's going to be, you know, some sort of a clip at the end. Yeah, I liked it. It was worth staying for how how do you I was feel happy about seeing him back as Superman?
0: Yeah, I was pretty happy about that too. Being a, a big Superman nut, I don't know how I feel about associating him with the John Williams music.
1: Yeah, well, the music is always a big problem with DC, but I um, think go ahead. The main reason I'm a fan of it is because they actually are showing some sort of sign that they're going to carry one character into another movie instead of like ending it and starting over with a new Superman again, which we've already done so many times that I can't even remember them all. So or care to try. Yeah,
0: I have, I don't know. I like the movie man of steel. I have a, it has its dumb parts. We've talked about them. I think before it has its dumb parts, but I like that. And one of the things I love most about it is the Hans Zimmer music. It's, I don't know if you've, if you are into listening to movie scores or anything, but if you download that one and give it a listen, that shit might be the best work that guy has ever done. It is amazing music. And, Mm. and that just like that two note tone that they have for the man of steel for that character really fits with them. And they did this with the, Joss Whedon version of Justice League, where when Superman shows up, they have like a little hint of the John Williams 1978 Superman stuff. And when Batman shows up, they have the Danny Elfman uh 1989 Batman theme. And I think that shit mm-hmm. would have been cool if you would have started with that and had that kind of going through, like, hey, we're gonna make a Superman movie, the John Williams music. Like if you were sitting down at the movie studio and you said, We're making a new Superman movie. Some new guy is going to play Superman. We're going to have kind of a new visual take on it. But the one thing that has to stay true is you have to use the John Williams Superman theme. I'm okay with that, but they haven't been doing Mm -hmm. that. So to associate this new version of Superman with the John Williams theme, I just kind of find it jarring because they had another thing going and I think it worked perfectly fine. And then it also reminds me of the Joss Whedon Justice League. And then a pit of disgust rises in my throat and I just don't like it. <laughs> the Joss Whedon <laughs> Justice League can fuck off. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I don't think I even finished watching it. Maybe I did, sort of out of the corner of my eye. Finished oh. watching it at home. It was a struggle.
0: You know the thing? So.
1: like That one there is like, I, I saw
0: it in the theater and I watched it at home. And, you know, it's not, it's not even that it's a bad movie. It's just that it's so flat. And then when you see what everything, what it could have been, it's... It's better. Like it's it's just it was just better. I don't know if what we actually wound up know. seeing would have been exactly what got put on the screen for the theaters. A four hour movie, probably not. Gonna what happen. they need
1: to start doing, what they need to start doing, is taking individual really cool ideas and then spacing them out with things that don't matter so much. Basically, filler material, build up material, so you have actual stories. That's what they need to do.
0: Yeah, they have they have everything at their disposal and I think the I'm hoping that the people that they have kind of at the helm now are going to lean into that stuff more. But you know, the stuff you're reading about what's happening right now with Warner Brothers and how they've played out the last 2 years when you consider the the effects of the pandemic on the movie going audience, I think we're watching a pretty serious A year from now, I have a feeling that we're going to be having a conversation about how less, how many less streaming services there are, because I think a whole bunch of them are going to go the way of the Dodo.
1: I think we're going to see a chain reaction caused by recent uh, crypto. Even in the crypto theater, the one company's going under, and that's going to take a bunch of things down. And then Twitter maybe won't go down, but a bunch of things about it are going to change. Like things are going to they've expanded, they've bubbled and the, the bubble broke and things are going to squeeze back down a bit in a bunch of areas in popular culture.
0: Yeah. I know for sure that having all their movies go out onto HBO max is, uh, was a really big financial hit that mm. people were getting like here in Canada, you'd get this, uh, I wound up getting the service free because I subscribed to HBO already. So they're you're already subscribing to one thing and they just gave it to you. So now instead of going to the theater and paying, you know, whatever it is, 40, 50 bucks for my family to go see the new wonder woman movie, which would have happened. We all sat in our house and watched it for free on crave or for no, not for free, but for no extra cost. And when you think about that, how many other people did that? Because they didn't make anything off me that they weren't already getting right. Multiply that by Dune, which they did get in a theater release. And that did, pretty okay. it probably would have done better had they just exclusively put it in the theater and then the suicide mm. squad, which absolutely fucking tanked. like I don't even know if that movie made any money at all. Uh, I don't know what the streaming numbers were, but I think that they had a, a hit movie on their hands. they just it just didn't make them any money because everyone was watching it for no extra cost, right?
1: Well, so, yeah I managed to get to pick that one up for no extra cost. and if it hadn't been for that, I don't think I would have bothered just because I missed it in the theater. so Yeah.
0: Well, I, I liked that movie. It was a theater movie. It was a worthwhile yeah. watch. We all had a great time. We went to the theater to watch it and we, we had a great time, but I, we could have got it at home for no extra cost. Right. I just thought, well, it'd be nice mm-hmm. to just go back out to a theater again to watch that movie. But a lot of people didn't think that way. They just thought, fuck it. I'll just stay home and watch this stuff. So they did. If it's out there for no extra cost, why would you go and spend money on it? So, so they're struggling. I know that since they've had a kind of a corporate takeover, I've heard that they owe something like $57 billion. They have to struggle with taxes. They've taken one movie that was in there. There was a finished movie, which was the Batgirl movie, and totally shit-canned it because uh, I don't know why. I don't know if it just kind of fit the new vision of the future of where they want to take those characters or if they thought they couldn't make money on it. That's probably the more likely decision when it comes to corporate decision-making. They've shit-canned a whole CNN streaming service. They're talking about moving all their properties and taking them out of the HBO Max domain and licensing them out to other streaming services, a la Netflix, a la Hulu, whoever else would like to pick them up. Yeah, yeah it's a whole different world. Right now, I'm hearing murmurs too. There's a Disney Plus show, a Star Wars show, and or, which I've caught a couple episodes of, which is good. And they think it's good, they believe in it, and they're now starting to hawk out and or onto other streaming services that they own and putting it on network TV, which is a pretty bold move, kind of antithetical to what the whole DC or Disney Plus platform was going to do for Disney. So it just looks to me like there's going to be a whole bunch of streaming services just kind of cutting and running for the next couple years here.
1: Well, and that's good because we need to get things a little more consolidated
0: there's no reason to have so many well it's kind of the whole streaming service to me is kind of parallel to what we're seeing with the superhero movies is that all these any company that made movies or tv content looked at what was successful which is what dc did with marvel and everyone looked at netflix and says holy shit we need to do that but the reality is, is that they're they did it and they did it so well that when you talk about you you go out there and you ask somebody, what do you what do you watch for streaming services? People are going to be like, well, wow, Netflix? Netflix is synonymous with streaming now. It just is. All these other ones, like, it's just they're all kind of pale imitators to me. And I think
1: having... Uh, Not only of- that, we just don't have the time. We don't have the time to visit six or seven of them in one day or two days or even a week. Well, the money thing is a big factor
0: too. I mean... Uh, a whole bunch of people just kind of sat at home for two years and didn't make as much money as they did before. Some did fine and others didn't. But a whole lot of people are considerably poorer now, especially with the rising cost of everything. And the first thing that's going to go is all these extra luxury items like streaming services. And people are going to find their content content with quotes somewhere else. And that somewhere else is going to be the cheapest or most available f- place. Uh, they're going to go to the one that has the
1: most fun, the most bang for the buck. And I don't know. That, if that won't be Twitter because you'll have to pay a subscription fee per month to be there too. Well, you know, that's the sort of
0: thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of thing that I think when you're looking at stuff like that, that might be a, a benefit because the people who are going to benefit from the whatever platform you're on, or they're going to want to watch it then. And, I I don't mind paying for something that I that I think I'm getting value from. Like if I was going to get any value from Twitter, I'm not saying that I would because I think it's a horrible cesspool and it always has been. But if I found value in that, I'd pay for it. You know, people do that. If they find value in something, they'll buy it. And even if they get it for free first, they'll be like, well, shit, I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll buy it.
1: And right now, movies are even streaming on it in two minute chunks. (laughs)
0: In <laughs> two minute chunks, yeah. I'm gonna have to check that. So, is it the first Fast and Furious movie?
1: I believe so. I didn't. I don't think it's actually available anymore. I think that they managed to shut that down. But yeah. Okay. You know, that's the only one I've seen. I haven't watched. I tried to watch one of them, and I didn't care enough.
0: One day, I'm gonna have to sit down and just marathon the whole thing. But I, I just don't know. Yeah, it's a, but it's a crazy world out there for the streaming service, and especially for the DC stuff. I I was reading an article with Quentin Tarantino and he called this the worst era for filmmaking ever.
1: And it sounds like he may be done. Sounds Uh, like he's not interested in making another movie potentially because he claimed that he's uh, old and out of touch.
0: uh, He's old and out of touch. He kind of promised that he's going to do one more. He he said he's got 10 films. He'll do one more movie. And I heard he's Mm -hmm. doing uh, a Western TV show. So. Well, yeah. I don't know. I Like You can just just try to get in touch. but Well, I don't know that that's an easy thing to do because I think you, I'm even starting to notice I'm in my mid forties now and I think I like to think I'm in touch, but I'm not, I'm getting old, I'm getting set in my ways. And I think people just get tired of, you know, there's a certain point in your life where you're just accepting of all sorts of change. And then there's just a certain point where you're like, no, I put a lock on it. This is how much change I'm going to experience in my life. I'm going to get my little old man bubble and I'm going to stay there.
1: And that's okay. There's ways around it. You can always do more psychedelic
0: drugs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. We haven't given this movie a rating yet.
0: Oh, geez. What would you... Well, you go first.
1: 22 out of 39.
0: 22 out of 39. Oh, geez. I'm going to have to go with... uh... I'm going to give it a, Doug, a number out of Douglas uh, a Douglas Adamsy number. I'm going to give it a number out of 42. I think I'm going to give it about 19 lightning bolts out of 42. How's that? Yeah, I did not like this movie.
1: I rated. That's the lowest rating I've ever given a, a superhero movie.
0: You know what, though, it was it was like I. I watched. My eyes saw the whole thing, and I didn't feel like I, I yeah. need to get up and leave at any point. But I just know that it kind of like going to McDonald's. I didn't do
1: anything good for myself by consuming yeah, that. Exactly. It was it was consumable. It wasn't quite Seven Eleven taquito level. It didn't uh, cause major upsets, but. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh jeez, you really hit uh, you really hit home on that one for me. My kid loves those things.
1: <laughs> Animal. Yeah.
0: No. Yep. Yeah. I just think it was uh, I agree. I agree it was kind of worthless. Hopefully it'll lead to something better in the future. I don't know.
1: Well, I think we should switch over to philosophy for our next episode. Like what? Well, maybe after after we break at the end here, we we can discuss, but I want to go back into is this a sim- simulation or not?
0: Yeah. I have a feeling that we should find somebody who would speak to that issue one way or the other, or maybe one on one side and one on the other. That might be interesting. It might be. Anyways, let's discuss. Yeah. So. If, if you know of anyone and you're listening, please get in touch. Tim, I like to say, where yep. can people find you on
1: the internet? Where can they find me? Well, you know with how hard that is. Where can they find your work? <sighs> yeah. It won't be on Twitter. Where would we like to say cautionary tales is one place. Yeah. Other than that, this podcast and well, we'll have to, we'll have to put some more things in the end in the end notes. Well, I'm going
0: to shamelessly plug our book. If you want to, you can go to Amazon and find our book. Cautionary tales often hilarious, stupidly shameless, sometimes disgusting and always ridiculous. Average Joe stories and give it a buy we're working on the sequel right now you can check out my stuff i am on instagram every once in a while i post dog pictures and maybe stuff that i'm working on on there my handle on that is unreliable ryan and you can find me on letterboxd i do some stuff on there review the odd movie and i go by that ryan guy and other than that tim i guess it's been a slice yeah it's been a slice all right until next time chum
1: was singing a happy birthday song to, uh, uh what, what was that old lady's name again? Uh, I think it was, it was... doesn't matter what her name was! <laughs>